Protecting your assets for the next generation. You're listening to The Strong Room, a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to The Strong Room. I'm Peter Watts. We'll talk about frailty on the program today, a reality that comes to all who age. And we'll talk about the process of probate with two of the experts in the topic from Macmillan Estate Planning. The company tells me that more and more people are inquiring about the complexities and costs of probate. Those costs can be addressed if you do your life plan properly and if you provide for the orderly transition of your assets at death. But first, Dr. John Muscaderi is the Scientific Director and Chief Executive Officer of the Canadian Frailty Network. He's also a Professor of Critical Care at Queen's University in Kingston. He's here today to talk about the need for a national senior strategy that takes into account the complexity of the aging process. I think a national senior strategy is is critically important. Uh, the the population in Canada is uh, rapidly uh, aging, and we've all seen the um, the articles or the news reports of that the number of seniors over the age of sixty five outnumber the number of people uh, under the age of 15 but the but what's also happening is that the extremes of age are the most rapidly uh, growing and uh, a senior strategy would have to account for the complexity in aging so not everybody ages at the same rate not everybody ages well um, some people the years take more of a toll on them than than others so we we all know or we We've seen pictures of people um, in their 80s running marathons versus people in their 60s um, that have multiple uh, comorbidities, multiple diseases um, that are have that, that aging that's taking a much bigger toll on them. So whenever you're thinking of a of a, a strategy, you have to encompass en- encompass. The, the differential rates of aging and the differential rates of vulnerability in the population such that you can target with your programs, with any interventions that you have, the people that are highest risk where you're able to make the biggest, uh, the biggest difference. It would seem that uh, the, the process of aging needs to be targeted at the individual and the suite of programs that needs to be created uh, could then be applied to that individual as appropriate. Absolutely, because we know that, uh, that people that are at a higher risk uh, may benefit more from preventive from preventive programs that may pro- uh, stop the progression of uh, their functional deterioration or functional limitation and tailoring is really is really important so you have some 90 year olds who because of preventive measures have aged incredibly well that don't require a lot of intervention besides what they're doing and yet we have people that are younger that may require a lot more resources, a lot more help, a lot more support of their caregivers to be able to have a good quality of life and uh, and uh, to to maximize uh, their um, to maximize their quality of life. 
Is it fair to suggest that there are too many forms of medical care and seniors coverage that operate in silos and that the first thing that has to be done is to break down the silos so again that uniformity of programming can apply to everybody as appropriate given the the individual's condition? Uh, oh, absolutely, and and I think uh, there's uh, many examples of that. So, um, so there's, for example, there's uh, interventions na- uh, that are aimed at disease states, or intervention that are aimed at specific organ failures, or strategies that are uh, aimed at uh, optimizing uh, different things. So, what are, and and a lot of these things need to be coordinated. Those silos need to be broken down such that you can uh, arrive at a holistic models of care that that target what the need, the individual needs as a whole, not just as um, as a collection of diseases or a collection of, uh, of functional problems. Uh, but if you target the individual as a whole, particularly with some preventive efforts, that's where you're going to have the biggest uh, the biggest impact. So we have a vast array of programs available, each of which is trying to accomplish a specific objective. Um, uh, is there, are there enough of those kinds of programs? Uh, do we need more? Do we need them better targeted? Uh, and, and, and again, do we need them uh, provided on an individual basis to a Canadian uh, in such a way that he or she can draw what he or she needs in order to have a better quality of life? I think uh, that that's exactly that's exactly right. What we need is a way to identify the people that are at the at the highest risk, and we and we propose that frailty is one way, or measures of frailty may be uh, able to identify those at the highest risk. And then what you can do is target the specific interventions or programs or support to to that level of um, of risk, and and uh, that takes the age out of the uh, out of the equation because, as I said before, somebody who's younger may require more support than somebody who's older just because they have different levels of frailty or functional limitations uh, limitations to them. Now, and the other thing about this is that uh, we need to increase the amount of evidence to look at how to actually support people better when they are frail because a lot of the evidence that we have in medicine um, has been derived from people who weren't frail, who weren't uh, um, have that degree of vulnerability. Uh, You talk in your paper about rehabilitative and social supports to improve care and quality of life, things that would include nutrition, exercise, advanced care planning, oral care, and social isolation. Uh, I think you've hit on some good themes uh, that should be a part of a national conversation on a senior strategy. Oh, absolutely. It's it's interesting that um, um, that some of the things that would help with frailty are things that can help uh, improve general quality of life, or that have actually are common to many things. So, for example, um, if you're looking to to improve care for diabetes or hypertension, um, exercise, better nutrition, and all those things are good for that, but they 
they also improve frailty down the line. They also may help with cognitive function, improve your your mental uh, your mental function. But those are holistic type things that can target uh, an individual as a whole, and and uh, just identifying their where they are on the vulnerability spectrum or the frailty spectrum may be able to better target it than just having a blanket statement that if you're over the ADA age of X, you require this, uh, X, X, Y, and Z. I think you make a good point about age. It's a number. It doesn't necessarily mean very much in terms of what needs to be provided for the individual, which is what we've been talking about in this uh, in this conversation. Uh, I think the other thing I hear very often about um, uh, seniors uh, as a as a collective is that they want most of all to live at home, and they want whatever servicing they require to be provided to them there, rather than being institutionalized, except as a last resort. Uh, oh, oh, absolutely. Um, I, I think that, so. There's a, there's a couple aspects uh, to that. What? Well, the overriding aspect is that we want to maximize people's quality of life as they uh, as they age. And one of the one of the big aspects of that, or one of the biggest satisfaction, is that people can remain independent, living in their preferred setting of. Uh, living in their preferred setting for as long as possible. And for most of the vast majority of people, that's living at home um, uh, and living independently. So how can we do that? We can, so we can uh, identify people earlier on when they may be starting to have functional limitation, um, start to provide targeted supports through uh, nutrition, uh, exercise, uh, more support for their caregivers, look at at, uh, reducing social isolation, and just b- by doing that, we can delay. Um, we can delay, maybe prevent the progression of functional limitation or their frailty, such that maybe uh, that they can stay at home longer and and have a better quality uh, of life. Dr. John Muscadari is chief executive officer of the Canadian Frailty Network. Next, a discussion on probate, how it works, when it's used, and what it costs. You're listening to The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.